This is Spoken by Elswith, a Femdom Hypnosis podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Plus, visit my website for sessions too intense to be included here. Visit my Patreon to collect your free codes for sessions. Today's episode has a session in it that I have just decided to title Femdom Hypno That Captures You Completely. Now, if you are one of my followers on YouTube, you've likely seen a hint of this in the short. If not, (laughs) well, I guess you can um, skedaddle over there and take a look now if you like, or just stick with me here and listen to it, right? So there are other versions of this session on the drawing board. There is going to be an expanded version of this one that it is not going to be appropriate for YouTube or the podcast. It'll go straight on the website. You can probably guess why, right? And if that idea makes you quite happy, send me a message so I know. I suppose if I don't get nearly enough messages, I might just not bother doing it. And there's other versions of, well, in a similar type of thing, but not quite the same experience or person included. I'm interested in your opinions, reactions, and basically how you feel about this one before I press ahead with the others. Now, the other two that are most likely to bear fruit are an encounter with a feline demigod who will chase and torment you because, man, that's what cats do, right? And then maybe an avian session that's kind of tending towards being more nurturing in a different kind of way. Okay, so now it's time for you to find somewhere comfy, quiet, where you're unlikely to be interrupted. And we'll get on with today's session. There's a wide, white stone path stretching out in front of you. It's arrow straight, even after all this time. The crumbling walls either side of you were once the homes and shops of a town that existed thousands of years ago. The path and the walls can look almost a cool blue in the moonlight. You notice that some of the buildings in this village are intact, while others are missing their adjoining walls and upper floors. And now and again, you see supporting pillars that stand well apart from each other, with nothing to support anymore. 
see this scene in your mind, or just imagine how it could be, how it would feel. Develop a sense of knowing, perhaps without even knowing how you know, but knowing that you do. You are aware that you're wearing a long, loose robe. The material is slightly rough against your skin. You can feel the smoothness of the slightly cool path on your bare feet. This path leading you forward. In the gloom of night, your gaze falls to the ground and you discover that the path beneath your feet has been transformed from rugged stone into a series of sleek marble steps. They ascend gradually. The cool touch of your soles against the marble provides a sense of security in their unyielding nature. The brightness of the stone only stands to make the rest of your surroundings more obviously dark, and that darkness embraces you. You want to move forward. You want to explore where this path leads. Looking ahead, you can discern the remnants of a once majestic temple, now shrouded in the veil of time's passage. The towering marble columns that once upheld the temple's roof, they bear intricate engravings, crafted by the finest hands of centuries past. The moon's gentle glow caresses your body, filling you with comfort and relaxation. It's as if you're returning home after an extended absence, to a time and a place uniquely yours. With quiet streets extending away in any direction you look, it's impossible to tell if you're seeing a glimmer of this place long ago, or a future that's yet to come. Instead, the relentless march of time, it seems to have ceased. The disquieting realization comes over you. You know now that you are being watched. That prickling sensation you might just be familiar with. Don't you know that it's brought on by visual stimulus? Because your eyes, they see more than you're aware of. You've only heard your own footsteps for some time now. You've sensed only the scent of sweet and exotic herbs on the light breeze. But your subconscious is still considering what you caught out of the corner of your eye still unpicking that difficult knot. 
Oh, it might just be a shadow you saw, cast faintly with only the pale moonlight. Or, it might be a bright reflection that one might read as a pair of gleaming eyes. It might be any number of things, and it might be that they're no longer visible to you as you've walked on, step by rising step. Before you lies the temple. If any part of you still senses any foreboding out in the night air, then you know that the temple is your refuge. It's familiar in spite of its enigmatic nature. It inspires a sense of safety in you, even as it appears the very heart of this place you had no intention of visiting. You are drawn inside. The temple is supported by the majestic shimmering white pillars and even though it's too dark to make out the carvings, you know that they're there. But between the columns is an open space, revealing an imposing wooden door. You step up, and you make your way over towards the door. Go on. Walk over to the door and push it slowly open. The door leads out into a courtyard and you let the door close behind you. It's easy to feel like you are supposed to be here, that this was your destination all along. You sense that you are here for a reason, and it's obvious to you now that whatever has happened, and whatever happens in this place, you are safe. You are supposed to relax into trance at this time, and you can do this as I count down from five to zero. Four. You're doing well so far. Three. Two. You're following my suggestions perfectly. Following the path that led you here. One. Zero. Allow this hypnotic trance, the depth that you've been able to reach, allow it to take you, and then take you again as deep as you can go right now. The test of a first-rate intelligence it's the ability to hold two opposed ideas in mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. 
And here are two ideas for your wonderful mind to hold. You are meant to be here. You belong here. You are safe here. All of these, you know absolutely that they're true. And yet, you are being observed by something unseen. Sometimes paranoia is just having all the facts. And this is a simple fact that I am now granting to you. It was something that your subconscious was able to work out. But isn't it more reassuring to have it from the horse's mouth, so to say? Now use that first-rate, intelligent mind that I adore to consider those two opposed ideas as it were. You can do it. I believe in you. You can continue to function. You can continue to follow my suggestions. Take part in this Tragodia. With that in mind, dear one, start walking. It doesn't matter too much which way you walk, whether you amble or stride. You can marvel at the architecture of some archway here, look up at it as you pass beneath. You can instead admire those details that you can still make out in a tile mosaic as you walk over it still beautiful as it is, even in the gloom. You can perhaps see a few large clay pots or jugs, and considering that you might slake your thirst at this moment, you might walk determinedly towards them to see if they're full of wine or even fresh well water. The reason? <laughs> well, the reason it doesn't matter how you walk, the reason it only matters that you follow my suggestion that you do, is that what awaits you predates upon you. It does so quite passively. For devotees of Glyca are patient to a fault. So when you are arrested by an ankle as you walk, well, you're forgiven for thinking that you've merely tripped on some unseen, rope-like object in the darkness. So now that you recognize that whatever tripped you is gripping you, gripping you now, you can allow yourself to struggle just as easily as you can allow yourself to be paralyzed with fear. Your fate, it's sealed either way, dear one. <laughs> <laughs> 
This was the inevitable response of your presence here. Fight or flight, the result will be the same. Wonderfully, you can ignore the sting in your forearms, your knees, from falling. Adrenaline has a wonderful way of preventing you from being troubled by such little details. As such, you won't concern yourself now with how this massive creature, this viper, went unnoticed before it decided to ensnare you. Become aware of yellow eyes staring down at you as you lay on the stone floor. The black pupils in the darkness are as wide as yours likely are, but the serpentine body of this creature, well, it leaves little to the imagination, even if your eyes aren't so suited to the night. Feel now, though, as the grip on your ankle loosens, because the muscular coils of this creature, they've already looped themselves around your waist, your torso, and now begin to tighten around your legs, squeezing them together. So go on, squirm. Try to right yourself, why not? You're met with resistance. You find that every twitch of your muscles, it only results in the bond being tightened, being squeezed by a large snake. It's a deeply terrifying and harrowing experience. Can't you feel it? How can you not become overwhelmed with helplessness and dread as you realize that every tiny motion, every tiny motion you do is met with an incomprehensible deepening compression. If you've studied knots, you might now consider the bowline because when the loose end of such a knot is tugged upon, that tension and that loop of rope, it only increases. And so, as the snake's powerful body constricts around you, wherever it claims you, like how it traps your arms in its coils, and wraps around your chest. There is an immediate sensation of intense pressure. And I know that you can feel this now. In the serpent's coil, feel the roughness of its scales against your skin. Its body those scales, they whisper as they move against you. Its movement 
never ceases, never stops. Though it bears down where it senses your resistance and you can feel that pressure against you in those spots that wherever you attempt to resist, attempt to move, the pressure increases. This graceful embrace, it becomes your everything, your world. Breathe deeply, why don't you? Can you? Breathe again, puff out your chest proudly. Can't you feel that? Didn't that breath seem a little bit more shallow? Do you want to breathe deeply again, dear one? Or have you already learned your lesson. This constriction, in spite of its severity, its complete nature, is eerily silent. So recognize now that every sound you can hear, it comes from you. So when you hear her speak, dear, you might even be surprised. I can hear your heart beating. I can taste your desires. I can feel each breath. Make them smaller. So small for me, little mouse. The voice is right there, beside your head now. The eyes you caught a glimpse of now, out of sight. And a forked tongue flicks over your ear between sentences. And none of that matters. You know that she has you completely. That any amount of resistance can be easily met with deepening, immensely physical retribution. That she can break your body, make your bones and joints creak and ache. So make your breath small and short, in spite of your fear, in spite of your panic. Let all of that wane in favor of your natural desire for self-preservation and your natural inclination to be obedient. Focus on something small. That's a good idea. Small thoughts for a little mouse. You can feel Cool, rough scales on your bare flesh, your arms perhaps. That might make it easier, I don't know for sure, 
I don't pretend to know the mind of prey. I just know that you came to me. You can't deny that. You entered my domain. You blundered through it. Not considering the consequences of your actions. And now, you are mine. Is my body wrapped around you? But no, but no. You cannot help but notice that this utterance is punctuated with a deeper squeeze around your limbs. What tightens around you, little mouse, is your destiny. Your struggles when I first took you. Even now, your timid passivity, all were in vain, for I am the embodiment of nature's unforgiving power. Know now, in this moment, that the coils of muscle around your chest, they tighten as to take away your ability to draw even the smallest breath. I, I am the inevitable conclusion of a life of incautious curiosity. I am the guardian of the primordial order, and in my embrace, you experience the force of the wild. Breathe now. Breathe a deep and rewarding gasping breath. Two, even three. Fear, Fear not, not, little mouse, for in the end you shall become one, shall the become one with the eternal cycle of life and death. And now return to the shallow breaths that you were earlier permitted. Good little mouse. Good little mouse. Oh yes. Oh yes. You've worked, You've worked out, out the truth, truth by, by now, now, I'm sure. I'm sure. This, is not, this is not your end. end. But something, something for you, you to endure. endure. Because, because it is, it is my pleasure to taunt you. To sensations you are being given. Can you imagine enjoying yourself? Can you imagine being wrapped in these bindings? These bindings that compress and squeeze. And unlike any rope, her body can be used to instantly tighten to torment 
and torture you. But I know you. You will take pleasure in this. You will be exhausted, bruised, when you both are done here. And I'm not sure how long you will be trapped this way. But when this experience does come to an end, you will have a smile on your face. I'm going to leave you in this moment. Even as I wake you from trance, I crave this for you. Because just like your other journeys to this temple, there is something for you to learn. Something for your mind to chew on as you go about your day or drift off to sleep. And so I'll leave your subconscious captivated by Glyca, wrapped in the inescapable slender form and irresistible strength. I am her and she is me, and we take you wherever we please, and we do with you what we will. And now we have decided that it's time for you to awaken, to come up and out of trance. So perfectly you understand that that it takes no more than me counting from zero up to five. And when I reach five, you will be ready to move on to whatever comes next in your life. Zero. One. Two. Coming up quickly, out of trance. Three, four, you're so good at this, so good for me, five, fully awake and aware now, I'm proud of you. before I get right into the session with you. I received a generous bundle of gifts from my bestest good boy puppy on Patreon. Quite a few interesting things that I've been wanting to try out here and there. I'm not that much of a snob when it comes to certain makeup products. I know I have many loyal listeners who do have their favorites and have shared things with me here and there. Um, yeah, I, I am a snob usually when it comes to lipstick. I really love my Ruby Woo, as you probably already know. And I also need to thank my resident New York DJ. We'll call him TV here on the podcast. He bought me the Bewitched album a while ago on pre-order, 
and he now deserves my deepest thanks because it recently arrived and I think I've just been playing it endlessly. It is fantastic. I have my eyes peeled, by the way, <laughs> and I'm looking out for an actual Eames chair to furnish my real-life listening room. Uh, you know, one that maybe I can snag for less than a few thousand dollars. <laughs> if you have an Eames chair and you love it, do not gloat. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> 